and welcome to Airwaves, the official podcast of the Naval Air Systems Command. I'm your host, Michael Lauren Prue. Today we're on the airwaves to talk about change. We've all experienced lots of change in the past year. The COVID-19 pandemic changed how we work, communicate, and how we engage with others. We've had to learn how to be flexible, adapt, and create new ways of doing business. Change is unavoidable, and it can have a major impact on our mental health and well-being. So how do we embrace change and become more resilient? Here to answer that question is keynote speaker, best-selling author, host of the Game Changer Mentality podcast, and member of our NAVAIR workforce, Mr. Rodney Flowers. Rodney, thank you for joining us. Oh, Michael, thank you for having me, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. It's great to be here. Absolutely. And we are really excited to have you on the show today. I'd like to begin with your personal story. What led you to become an expert in resilience? Well, it started with facing a traumatic event in my life. You know, I was playing football at an early age of 15 years old, really loved football. It was uh, a course that I wanted to take in my life. But one night, a tackle rendered me paralyzed from the neck down. And uh, doctor said that I would uh, be that way for the rest of my life. I actually had a 92% chance of remaining paralyzed from the neck down. My prognosis was life in a wheelchair. And so I accepted that for a while. And then I'll tell you this story. You know, one night I was lying in bed and I was in pain and I was trying to figure out like why I was in so much pain because I couldn't feel anything. So I was having this conversation with myself, like, you know, I'm emotionally hurt, but I can't feel anything physically. And I started to ask myself a series of questions. Like, you know, why, why are you in pain? Why are you hurting? And the reason why I was hurting is because I felt like life had dealt me a bad, a bad hand and I, I didn't have a reason to live. I felt like, you know, life, the purpose of life was, was over for me and, and I didn't want to be here. And I was a bad person to be around. I had a nasty attitude because of, of that. And I wanted to feel better, you know? And so I started asking myself a series of questions like, you know, well, what if you just changed your attitude? You know, would that allow you to feel better? And, you know, to be honest with myself, the answer to that question was yes. And that led to a, a, a series of questions like, you know, hey, you know, what if you were to not walk again, but what if you just could, could you imagine yourself being happy again? I mean, got it. You, you have this injury you're dealing with, but what if you can navigate it emotionally to a point where you sort of accept it and, and, and you start trying and attempting to move on with life with that? provide some level of, of, of comfort for you? And the answer to that question, you know, the honest answer was yes. And so I kept asking myself these series of questions and I got to a place where I asked myself, well, what if you overcame this? And what if you did walk again? And I know that's a slim chance, but what if that actually happened? What would that do? What it did was provided an idea that I could hold on to. I wanted to be that guy that would accomplish that. And that gave me a sense of hope. It gave me a sense of purpose. It gave me a sense of, you know, a why to live for. Because if I could pull that off, then, man, that was bigger than football. That was greater than the idea of going pro and living the life that I wanted to live. And I said, okay, what do I have to lose? I'm going to be that guy. And so I made a decision that I was going to walk again or die trying. And I knew if I put out that much effort, 
even if I didn't make it to the end goal, I would be in a place, you know, far greater than I am right now, just because I was trying to accomplish something huge. And that changed everything for me. That was the game changer. It changed my mindset. It changed my outlook in life. And I just took that on and, and, I, and I ran with it. And it resulted in a series of successes, a series of um, inspiring people, impacting people. I, you know, I was able to walk again after 18 years and, and uh, have a successful career. And I was able to write a book about it and start this whole game changer mentality brand that you, you mentioned in the uh, introduction. And so here we are. And it all began by you making the decision to change your mindset. Yeah, that was really it because, you know, I was, I was hurt. Granted, I'm 15 years old and I'm, and I'm feeling like life is over for me. And, and, you know, people understood that. I couldn't understand why I was in that position because I felt like I didn't deserve to be there. And that's how we feel whenever, you know, things happen in life. It's like, why me? Like, why does this happen to me? I don't deserve all of this. But it was shifting my mindset to What's the creative opportunity here? Like, what could this result in? Like, what can you do with this that would allow you to feel better? And how can it impact other people? And those were the driving forces. And, and it's still a driving force, to be honest with you, because that's what causes me to get out of my bed early in the morning and go work out. It causes me to continue to strive to, to be the best version of me and to develop these strategies and, and, and deliver these strategies that I've develop to people and see that, you know, what happened to me wasn't just for me. That's a philosophy that I've adopted. It was, it was an opportunity for me to do something that will cause a change and cause positive impact in other people's lives. Now, that's a mentality that I took on. Like I decided to believe that I didn't have to believe that I could have believed that woe is me and life is never going to get better. And, you know, this is something that you cannot overcome and I just got to deal with it. And this is just what it is. But I chose something different and I chose it because I felt that that negative way of thinking, feeling like, like it was over and, and, and there, was, there was nothing that I could do about it. There was no return in that mindset. I knew I wouldn't get anything out of that. There was no return on that way of thinking, that way of feeling, that way of being. And if I wanted something better than what I had, then I needed to do something that would at least give me the opportunity to get something better. And so what was that? Well, that was at least, you know, thinking positive about it, you know, putting positive action towards it, regardless of what the doctor said, regardless of what other people were saying, none of that mattered. It was what gives me the best opportunity to create something better than where I am right now? What gives me the best opportunity to progress from where I am right now? And those are the things that I focused on. That, that gave me the, 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 the most purpose in my life, if you will. And so I just adopted that wholeheartedly and, and, and ran with it. I love it. I love how you changed the game, how you took control of your situation. You turned this adversity into something positive, into an opportunity, and that's not easy to do. If someone asked you for your definition of resiliency, what would you say? Yeah, so resiliency is the ability to bounce back. That's what we're talking about here. Sometimes in life, 
you get hit, you know, sort of like I did on the football field. I suffered a, a hit on the football field and it essentially sidelined me. And I have strategies that I used that allowed me to bounce back from that particular accident from a mental standpoint. Physically, I'm, I mean, I still have a physical challenges, but I'm mentally back in the game. I'm mentally back on my feet. I'm mentally winning and scoring. The event didn't take me out from a mental standpoint. And I think that's the most important part of the game here. Or when you're talking about resiliency, it's being able to bounce back mentally and then emotionally and spiritually, as well as physically and financially and all of those things after you've gotten hit. And so how do, how do we do that? Whenever you're dealing with adversity, one of the ways that you can bounce back is just have a perception about the adversity that will serve you. A lot of the perceptions that we create when we get into those adverse situations, they don't serve us. They actually hinder us because we get these emotions and, and feelings of lack and resistance and doubt and disbelief. But if I'm in a place where, hey, I'm broken down, but being broke down has exposed areas where if I improve, this won't break me down anymore, or it won't break me down as bad, or I can become a stronger, better version of myself. So now what I am is appreciative of that experience because now I have the opportunity to correct something, improve something, or strengthen something that I otherwise wouldn't have been aware of had I not gone through that experience. So now I'm grateful for that experience. And that's how I feel about my accident. I'm grateful for it because it has allowed me to see a different side of me, you know, experience a different side of myself, a different side of emotional strength, spiritual strength that I wouldn't have otherwise recognized in the way that I recognize it now had I not gone through the accident. Rodney, you mentioned strategies for bouncing back. Where did you start? How did, how did you begin to change your mindset? Well, I began with the purpose and the reason why I want to change the mindset. I'll put it to you like this, Michael. One of my, my, like my mission in life right now is to be an example of what's possible. That's it. I want to be an example of what's possible. So when people see me, they see hope. They see a blueprint for what's possible in the face of adversity. And so having that mission in life, that goal in life drives me. It pushes me. And I frequently ask myself, what type of framework, mental framework, do I need to have in order to support that mission? Whenever adversity shows up for me, who am I going to be in order to fulfill the mission of being that example? Because I, I cannot allow the adversity to defeat me, to stop me, because then I, I can't fulfill my mission. And the second thing is, how can I use this adversity? to be better. And I choose to think that way because from where I'm sitting, what I've experienced, challenges help you grow. Challenges help you develop. And so when I look at my life, if I remove the challenges out of life, you don't have the Rodney that you have right now. You don't have this mindset that serves me and serves other people. You don't have a lot of the, the development and the growth and the learning because you don't have the challenges. 
And if everyone looked at it that way, there's no doom and gloom. It's just, how can we pivot? How can we adjust? We need to go into this with an agile mindset because things will pop up. We know that. You don't want to live a life without challenge. You want to have the mindset to overcome them. Even when they pop up you know, unexpectedly, how can we adapt? How can we have an agile mindset and sort of anticipate challenges and, and, and obstacles? And then what are the opportunities when they show up? Just like COVID, COVID was a, it was a hard challenge for a lot of people. And a lot of people have suffered. And I take my hat off to them. And I have a lot of respect for those that have lost people during this time. And COVID has been a great opportunity for tech companies and for you know, corporations to pivot in the way that they look at work, in the way that they hire, in the way that they perform business. COVID has caused us to pivot in ways that we would not have otherwise pivoted if COVID would not have existed. And so I'm just looking at COVID as what's the creative opportunity for the organization? What's the creative opportunity for me in the way I conduct myself? How can this make me be better in the way that I perform my mission that I have for myself? every single day. And if we take that approach, I think it would be easy to see some of the opportunities that exist in this landscape of adversity that we can take advantage of in order to come out better on the other side. Why is it so important to change your attitude about change? Well, we all know that attitude is is, is altitude, right? And so if you have <laughs> an attitude towards change that's 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 not serving you or negative, then that's what you're gonna get. You know, change isn't isn't bad. It, it's difficult sometimes. And I think it's difficult because we don't want to let go of the old. We're, we're sort of attached to the way it used to be. And that's what we know. And changing requires us to let go of that, to unlearn what we've learned about whatever we're changing from, and then embrace and learn about this new idea or new concept or new way of being. And that's difficult for some people at at times. But if we can look at it as an opportunity, look at it as there's a benefit, this is going to allow me to be a better version of me. And letting go is just, you know, a necessary task that I have to take in order to embrace this change, in order to reap that benefit. And so if we can have an attitude that there's a creative opportunity and change, then it puts us in a power position to embrace change faster, to get the benefit of the change faster and, 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 and progress because we can get stuck in the same place because we're not willing to make those changes and we can't see the creative opportunity. But if we have that attitude that, you know, there's a creative opportunity and change, then it it causes for progress. It allows us to move forward. And, and I think whenever there's uh, adversity or some type of resistance that's showing up, what we want to focus on is progress. How can we progress? And our attitude can help us progress and begin to navigate the change more readily if we have a positive attitude or a great attitude towards change. Earlier, you mentioned organizational resiliency. Now, over the past year, NAVIR has navigated numerous changes in light of COVID. We've overcome challenges, found new ways of doing business. 
how do we as a workforce continue to positively embrace change and how can leaders help employees be more resilient? Yeah, so I think leaders have a sense of, of resilience within them, otherwise they, would, they wouldn't be the leaders that they are. And so passing those strategies down to the employees uh, and giving them the support that they, that they need. I think listening to employees as we navigate this change, sometimes ideas can come from the bottom up versus just the top down. And so having that open ear to, to sort of listen in on what's happening at the lower levels and the ideas that are being talked about at those levels and how they can help the organization. I think that's important. People deal with change differently in, 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 in different time spans. And I think in order to keep the stress down, I think we need to have a certain level of flexibility with people, compassion for people, empathy for people as we go through this. Because people are going to, there's going to be different levels of acceptance and resistance to these changes. And so having the flexibility that supports people and help them navigate through this. I think that's very important for leaders as well. And then, you know, I think if leaders can demonstrate the opportunities that exist, like identify those things and really describe how these changes that we're making, how it's going to further the organization, how it's going to further us individually, like really highlighting the opportunities and the goodness that's coming out of these changes and where that's going to take us in the long run as a result of there may be some, you know, present sacrifices that are, are going to pay off, you know, later on down the road and helping people understand that so that they can buy into that. I think that goes a long way because a lot of people, they want to know why they're changing and what's the, the point of changing, what's the benefit of this. And when that can be clearly articulated and described, I think you can get buy-in from people and they'd be willing to make those changes because they can clearly see the benefit of doing so. So I think communication is really, really key to help people see, hey, here's some, here's some possibilities here that we're going to take and we want, we want your, your input and buy-in on it. And I think, again, I want to highlight listening to their voice. I think that's that's very important because people want to be heard, especially in times of change. They want to be heard. They want to know that they are cared for, that they're supported. And so giving them the opportunity to sort of let their thoughts and feelings be known and their ideas are known as well. I think that goes a long way with helping the organization as a whole pivot in, in times of adversity. And I think it's important to point out that people deal with change differently. It can leave us vulnerable and that can be scary and really stressful for some. So how do we best manage our response to change? Because as you pointed out, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. We have to learn how to deal with it. Well, I mean, I think it is stressful. It can be overwhelming. And I think we have to give ourselves the, the space to recover. You know, part of resilience is not only just, just bouncing back, but it's also this element of recovery. You know, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to be mindful of those stressful situations and know when to say, okay, you know, I need to take some time to sort of let this go for a while and take care of, of, of me. One of the things that I did when I was, you know, early on in attempting to recover from my accident, 
I knew that it was only so far that I could go in a day. And then after I, I reached that point, then I would stop and I would go do something more like self-care activities for myself. You know, I had this, you know, list of things that I would do for me to take care of myself. And then I would go back to it. Okay. The next day or something like that, or, or whenever. And I think we have to have space in our lives, space within our teams, space within our organizations to recover, to have those moments of peace or tranquility or whatever you want to call it, where we're not, you know, we can step away from the stress and allow ourselves to recover and then go back to it. But if we just keep ourselves in a stressful, overwhelming state all the time, that's just, that just isn't sustainable. And you will burn out. You will get to a place where you don't even want to try anymore. You, do, you just want to give up because you don't have any more to give. And you have to have that space to sort of replenish, reboot, restart. And if you don't have that, then you become depleted. And that's not, that's not what we want. Yeah, that self-awareness is just so important. We, we have to know when it's time to take a break and, and really take time for self-care. It's such a vital part of good mental health. Ronnie, that leads me to my final question for today. How do we strengthen our mindset for change? Well, I think you have to look at change as something that is beneficial to you versus something that's going to hinder you. And I think that's, it's not something that you do one time. It's not something that you do during a particular event. I think it's a mindset that you adopt and you have over the course of your life. It's just a way of thinking. And I think if you adopt that philosophy and that change is, is beneficial, change is good, there's something that I could, there's a creative opportunity in change. It puts you in the, in the mind frame to look for those opportunities whenever change comes. And I think that's key is to find those creative opportunities in times of change. And that that really helps you now. I mean, when you know that there's something, there's an opportunity for you to grow, get better or, or benefit, it becomes a no-brainer. It's like, yeah, I see, yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's make that change because now you have a tangible thing that you can work towards. So get out there and embrace those opportunities for change. Rodney, thank you so much for joining us today, for sharing your personal story and showing us how to change our mindset to thrive and how to be our best selves. If you want to hear more from Rodney, check out his podcast, The Game Changer Mentality. And I'd also like to remind you that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. It's a great time to reach out to family members and friends and check in on them. But also don't forget to take some time for you. And that's it for this edition of Airwaves. Thanks for listening.